Welcome back to another episode of Cold Addicts. My name is Wes. I am quite addicted to the cold. <laughs> and I'm Chandler, and I'd have to agree with Wes. It's an interesting thing, going from hating the cold and to wanting to be in it, loving everything about it, like yes. craving it. Yeah. Uh, I know over the 4th of July weekend, I wanted to get in, but it's it was uh, being used for something else. So <laughs> Yes. Um, unfortunately, power was disconnected, so it wasn't cold. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. So today, um, I've received questions about, like specific questions about ice baths, cold plunging. Um, I've also received some about breath work. I know you said you have, um, but I, but these things are very different, even though they go together, uh, in order to get the maximum benefit from them. So I figure we'll do a Q and a with, with cold plunging and ice baths. And then we'll do another one with breath work. I feel like the breath work one is going to be much longer and in depth and is going to take some, I kind of want to do that one with like someone like Ryan. Yeah. Who knows the science behind it. Yeah. Cause went and trained with breath work people. So, yeah. You know, like, cause I, I took Ryan's class twice mm-hmm. and I'm currently doing the language of breath course from Jesse Coomer, which is incredible so far. And it's there, there's a lot of science to it. And so I would have to essentially read the question and then like flip through all the info. Cause there's so much like I'm learning I'm still learning, but right. I need to, I, I need to retain. There's just so much of it to retain. Yeah. Like so much information. So some of it I'm retaining and the more I listen and read and, you know, the more info I'll retain because I don't have to, I already know some of it. So right. I can focus on some of the other stuff. So, um, so yeah, but I, I think it'd be more beneficial to have somebody who's, who's been, training and right more qualified yeah and and again we're not professionals yes we got it off at the beginning of the episode this time so yes (laughs) we're not medical professionals please consult with your doctor before doing any of this um you know especially if you have heart problems and things like that it's it's you need to make sure you're being safe and uh we are not the ones to tell you whether or not that's the right call for you right so just, just make sure that you're being safe. Consult a doctor. We are not doctors yep. or medical professionals. We are just cold addicts. That is right. And uh, and breath work as well. Just love that. Trying to become breath work professionals. We are trying to become professionals at this training. Yeah. Becoming be nice. certified. Right. And then one day. But even then, we're not yeah. medical professionals. <laughs> we're not medical professionals. We're professionals at this trade of yeah, sitting in cold yes. temperatures. Yes. Controlling our body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, this might be a little bit shorter episode, but we'll get through what we can, and I'll try and be as detailed as we can, because a lot of these questions have been asked and answered in many other places, and I feel like when I was getting into it and trying to figure out what I wanted to do to be able to cold plunge more, ice bath more, is is uh, I, I just wanted to make it easy and cheap. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't want to go so cheap that it wasn't effective. Right. And I don't have a lot of money, so I couldn't just spend, I couldn't just go right. out and buy the plunge. Buy the, yeah. The nice plunge. Yeah. Which yeah, I think so we'll nice. mention that later in this, in these questions. But, um, so there was a lot, like I had to watch a lot of different videos and it just didn't seem like people were being really clear on what was needed. Mm-hmm. And I still had questions and I had to like take information from multiple sources. And maybe this will be one of those things that we don't, I don't know, maybe we won't make enough sense. So do your homework. But I feel like, I feel like we've done enough um, research and it's pretty straightforward as to yeah. probably one of the cheaper, but still holding great value solutions. Um, so with that, let's get into it. Question number one. All what right. do we got? We got, how cold do you do your ice baths, and for how long do you do them? Um, That's a good starting question. Um, Reading, you know, and I put that question as number one, so Mm -hmm. that's a good question to start with. Well done. 
for yeah. putting that as the first question. <laughs> but honestly, that's probably one of the most common questions asked. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's answer it directly, and then we can kind of expound on it. So how cold, two parts of this. How cold do you do your ice baths? Our ice bath is kept at a cool uh 34 to 36 degrees. So that's between, I believe, one and a half and two and a half degrees Celsius. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere-ish in there. Um, Zero degrees Celsius and 32 degrees Fahrenheit are are freezing temperatures of water. Yeah. Um, We keep it just above freezing because there's really no benefit to, there's really no benefit to it being frozen we get there right you need to get in there yeah um and you know the one two degree one to two degree difference at that cold isn't isn't substantial right um and and the way the way we have our ice bath there actually ends up being a little bit of ice in there from time to time yeah i think the last time i took it there was a piece of ice that yeah it's kind of jab in my side and pulled it up. I was like, Oh, Hey, there's ice in here. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's because we use, you know, and we'll talk about one of these other questions, but we, we use a chest freezer for our ice bath. Oh, and the reason for that is the, the way that that chest freezer works, where the, where the coils, I guess are, I don't know if it's coils, wherever the elements are that runs that, the freon, the chemical that, that gets really cold without freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the ice forms cause it's the coldest in there. Oh. So then it kind of breaks off and floats up. See, I didn't even um, know that. So. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so that's our temperatures. Uh, that's where we keep it. Um, we didn't start at a, like, 50 degrees and worked our way down. Um, part of that is because when I took the class for the first time, we just got in at, like, like it was 30. It, it was right there close to freezing temperature. It was the same thing. It was 33 degrees because we dumped a ton of ice yeah. into an already cold, cold plunge yeah. at uh, True North Float. Cool. And, and it was one of those things that, you know, doing it at that temperature, my, my thoughts on this is that doing it at that temperature is really no different than doing it at 50 degrees, right? Obviously, there is a difference in temperature. Yeah. Right. But I'm talking more so if you do it at 50 and try and work your way down, like I'm going to do it at 50 this week. I'm going to do it at 45 next week. I'm going to do it at 45 the week after that. I think it's a progressive fear in your head yeah. that you're placing because then it's like, okay, I can do 50 really well, but oh no, now I'm going to 45 and I have to like restart. Like right. your body reacts the same regardless. Yeah. You're so, going to have that initial shock when you get in. So Right. And it's not like your body goes, oh, this is 50 degree water, water, so I only have to warm myself up X amount. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, this is this is 32 degree water, 33 degree water. I need to produce more heat. It's like, no, it just produces heat. Right. Like it just try to, you know, tries to warm you up. So that's the temperature. Um, anywhere from one to two and a half, no more than three degrees Celsius. Uh, just above freezing. We try to keep it no more than 36 ever. Um, and yeah, I've noticed actually like when it is in the forties, cause sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it gets there. Uh, it, it's a lot easier for me to do. Like, yeah. Like I can stick my head fully under for longer periods of times and kind yep. of like sit under there. So yeah, that's the other benefit. Which it, like it still is cold, but it feels, I don't know. It, it, I think it feels great. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it does. Freezing, it know. makes it a great feeling. Like I went, uh, I went fly fishing over Fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. and it, the water was when I looked it up. It said the water was like fifty-five degrees, right? Oh, nice. Which is cold plunge temperature. Like that's worthy of cold plunge and the medical benefits and everything. Yeah. And I didn't have my my waders. For those who don't know, like fishing, like you put on these waders over the top of your clothes and just kind of wade into the water. So one, your clothes don't get wet. Overalls almost. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get wet and it kind of helps a little bit with the temperature um, just since you're not getting wet. And I was in shorts and a t-shirt, first of all. Ambient temperature wasn't super cold, but the water temp was there and, you know, people had some coats on outside and I was in shorts and a t-shirt and I just was, was like, Hey, I'm just going to take my shoes and socks off. And I just waded out into the water and I felt great. Like I didn't feel cold. I didn't feel like I was battling the cold. It was just kind of a comfortable temperature. I felt good. So, 
So yeah, um, second part, how long? I like this question. Yeah, um, I feel like this is the most popular one. Yeah. How long do you do it for? And then you... Yep. You know, um, tell them, and then they're like, but how long have you done it? <laughs> right. And then it's like, well, it doesn't matter too much how long. Yeah. Well, I guess to a certain degree, but... And, and you're going to find... So you're going to find different answers for this. Yeah. Um, you're going to find a varying set of answers in terms of like, well, your water should be around 10 to 15 degrees Celsius, which is about 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and it says you should be in there for about, uh, well, I don't know if it says, I think two minutes is what the time is. Um, maybe, or maybe it was something closer to five to 10 minutes. Um, let me look something up real quick. So here's, here's something from the icebarrel.com. And again, you're going to find different answers in different places, but just a quick Google search. This says the optimal ice bath, ice bath temperature is 10 to 15 degrees Celsius or 50 to 59 degrees Fahrenheit, which I remember reading in the book and some other places that it needs to be below 60 really to get the, the yeah. medical benefits of what it does. Ice barrel recommends soaking in an ice bath for five to 10 minutes with a cap at 15 minutes, spending longer than 15 minutes uh, spent in an ice bath at the suggested temperature increases your risk of hypothermia, which it, it can. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. If you're, it's like you're standing yeah. out in the sun, you're going to, right. You just sit there forever. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> um, then there's some other things, you know, people say sweet spots, 45 degrees. That's a good, a good spot. I think a lot of places in spas and whatnot, they keep theirs around in from 40 to 50, I think is where they're sit. I really don't think they get lower than 40. Okay. Um, but the question of how long. So, yes, there is there is a certain effect that takes place with a certain temperature and a certain time. So, you know, if, if you're in it at 50 degrees for two minutes, you're, you're going to get some good benefits from that, and that's great. So if that's all you can do, then great. That's better than nothing. Um, there are, you know, but if you do, if, if it's, if it's two minutes at 50 degrees, then you can do one minute or one and a half minutes at, at 34 degrees and probably get those same effects. I don't know. I mean, I can't quote it exactly. So maybe I should have been a little more prepared for that question, but really, it's not about timing yourself. Yeah. Because the more you sit there and think about the temperature versus the time and the combination of those two, you're, you're focusing too much on your ego of like, how long can I muscle through this? Right. Which is not what it's about. It, it's about feeling better and getting better, I guess. Right. Not, oh, I can stand in the cold longer than most people right because yeah. what's the point of that right. i mean unless you're training to have a job where you stand outside <laughs> and need to endure a cold right but it that's not the goal the goal is feeling better and being better like you said yeah um so it's it's about feeling um and same question even though i said we're going to do a different one off of off of breath work just a side one um which this is a common common question but just because i can um, we're going to call Carter out here because... Hey, Carter. I know he listens. Hi. Hi, Carter. Um, he started doing it. He downloaded the app and, well, I don't know if started doing it's the right term because he did it and he hasn't done it since because I followed you on the Wim Hof app and it has yet to notify me that you've done <laughs> another breathing session. So do it. I, I know. My app is... Yeah. Um, I should follow him. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. That was like the first thing I did. I'm like, oh, he got the app and I, I got on there and followed that. him. Um, and it said, and it said the exact numbers that he sent us, but he sent us these numbers and he's like, Hey, you know, I did this and this and this are those good numbers. And while yes, they were, the numbers were fine. Um, the point of this all is to feel better. Yeah. How so did, how did you feel? And those numbers are good because it is, it's, it, it's a measurable way to see oh, your yeah. improvement. Yeah, definitely. And I love it. I love seeing mine. But, and he didn't do this, so I'm not calling him out for this part, where you can't let 
that be your goal. You can't be like, well, I, I'm going to do ice baths because I want to sit in it for 30 minutes at freezing temperature, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to do breath work because I, I want to be able to hold my breath for four minutes. Like, that's great. And you can, you can train to do that if that's your goal to hold your breath for that long. If you want to free dive, because I want to free dive. Yeah. But when I do oh, yeah. free dive training, like breath hold, breath work for free diving, it's a totally different thing than when I'm doing breath work for just my general breath work and, and health, mm-hmm. right? So totally different things. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, they're like different workouts. Like you can go to the gym and you can just say, I'm going to work out. And that's a general coverage, but you can do specific workouts. And so there's specific workouts for certain results. Right. right. So, um, don't think of the ice bath as, as a, as a goal of, I need to do it for this temperature at X amount of time. It's more so about feeling and improving. Yeah. Um, and I typically don't like to, I mean, I'm just for the sake of that, I'm not going to say what my longest time is, um, because it's irrelevant. Right. And, and while that's cool, it feeds my ego. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the opposite of what is need needs to happen. I was telling someone who asked that question is how Mm -hmm. long do you do it for? And you're like, well, I think like it's like around three minutes. You get the benefits with the temperatures we're doing, and then yeah. they're like, no, "How long did you do it for?" Yeah, and I told them, and they're like, "Holy cow!" And I was like, "Well, yeah, it shouldn't matter." Like I was in the cold for at least uh, like right a small amount of time. Like it, either right. way, it's still the same water. I don't know. Right, and it's and it's one of those things that it's I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes I'll tell people when it's like I. It depends on who the person is, I guess. Yeah. It, is it going to scare them away yeah. when I tell them how long and what temperature? Or is it going to be like, that's cool, I got to try it? Yeah. Um, so it kind of depends. But, like, I, I've done it I've done it for what I would consider a long time. It's not Wim Hof world record, right? He was yeah. like two hours almost. Well, yours is like double but, what mine is. So. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's one of those things that, like, that was one of those moments where I just felt so good. And I was so at peace and just, and, and just in this sense of, or this moment of just real meditation and, and inside. Right. And, and you're still alive. You didn't die or anything. So I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> um, this would so be. It can't be all that dangerous. Right. You know, as if long as you you're do it correctly, practicing correctly. Yeah. Consult um, your doctor. Don't just yeah. go jump in the water. Yeah. Like we've seen videos of guys who were like, oh, we heard about this guy, Wim Hof, so we're going to do Wim Hof, and they just go jump in cold water. I'm like, right. that's not Wim Hof. That's just you, jumping you in cold water. You don't want to be shivering in the water. Right. If you're shivering, you're done. Yeah. Um, like, that's you're not doing it. You're fighting it, and you yep. don't want to fight it. So for length, um, yes, I, I recommend, and anytime I, I do a class or I'm in other instructors' classes, the goal typically is two minutes. Um, or 90 seconds, minute and a half, two minutes. Uh, and then beyond that, it's how you feel. Do you feel good enough to stay in longer? Great. And you hit a point where it's like, I don't feel like I can stay in longer, like I'm shivering or I'm, I'm not being able to sit here and be present with myself. I'm now getting cold rather than feeling the cold. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting cold, feeling cold and shivering or in pain. And now I'm focused and I have fears and I have thoughts running through my head. And that's like, you got to get out. Right. Um, so don't don't make it a an ego thing um, or a competition. That's not good. That's really not good. You're not going to get what you need out of it. Yeah, I definitely was at least pushing myself because I'd be like, oh, if I don't get two minutes, then I'm not going to have a good nice like a good ice bath experience. Or yeah, like, I didn't get as long last time, so I, I'm not going to feel as good. When really, it's just that's what the body needed that day. And right. Yeah. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with pushing yourself. Yeah. To, to those limits, you know, cause I kind of did the same thing early on. It was like, okay, I know I can do two minutes. So the next time I'm going to do two minutes and 15 seconds because mm-hmm. it was something like I, I can do another 15 seconds. It's like right. 15 seconds is fine. That's not going to kill me. I'll do 15 seconds. And then when I got to the point where I was like, okay, now I'm at two fifteen and I still feel okay. Yeah. Then I was like, now I'm going to go to two and a half minutes. And then at two and a half minutes, it was, I still feel okay. Yeah. And then I'd do three minutes and it was like, hey, I, I feel okay. So I'm going to go a little bit longer. 
But then there are also times where even with my max time now and my average time, my average time is up there closer to, you know, we're doing it at 30, like I said, 34 to 36 degrees. And my average time is probably eight minutes. Yeah. Um, but there are still times where I get in and I hit the two minute or the three minute mark and I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Like yeah. I don't feel okay right now, but I did my ice bath and now I have to get out. I'm not going to push myself to, to my average time just because like, yeah. well, I did it for eight minutes yesterday. How come I'm only doing it for three minutes today? Yeah. Or if I do it at three minutes, now my average time is going to drop significantly because I had a lower time. Like you can't think that way. Yeah. Um, it's just, just feel it. Uh, and it's really about retraining and reprogramming your body to be able to endure that and then also feel at peace with yeah, it and, and what the, and the benefits you get from that. I don't think there are any real benefits. Like, it's not like, well, if I can sit in this water for two hours, then that means my benefits are off the charts. Like the last two months without having, (laughs) (laughs) right. Like there is a limit, like, you know, like you can't, like you could drink all the protein you want, but eventually you could actually get, that'll actually be toxic for you if you have too much protein. Right. Right. Too much of anything could be bad. Yeah. So there's, there are limits, um, but it's just about feeling. So anyway, so that's question one. Oh, wow. Man. Maybe it won't be shorter. <laughs> but these ones, are, these other ones might be quicker. That was just, that was more of the important one, I think. part one and part two if we need to, but. Yeah. All right. So question two is, what's the best way to do an ice bath at home? Okay. So this is, this is the question I had after I did my first class, because it wasn't at my house. It was, right. it was in a group setting. Um, best way to do an ice bath at home. First of all. If you want to do it at home and you're like, well, I don't have an ice bath at home, so I'm just going to do nothing. Take cold showers. Yep. Just take cold showers. Again, start with 15 seconds, 30 seconds, work your way up. Take cold showers and just do it. Even if the water is not that cold when you turn it to cold like it is here in southern Utah because it's so hot outside, the water's not cold. Yeah. Um, so just because you don't have one at home doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. You can also find places um, like different spas and things like that will have cold plunges. They're becoming more, they're not popular, but they are becoming more popular to put into spas and, and places like that. Quick question. Do they have yeah. one on the cruise ship? No, I was uh, bummed, but they did tell me. Soon. Yes. So I went on a cruise recently, a 10 day Alaskan cruise. Um, I want to talk about that in the next episode, probably. Yeah. Um, and I asked them, like, they were giving us a tour of the spa, and I was like, oh, please, please let there be a cold <laughs> plunge. And they show us, like, the thermal suite where there's the sauna and the steam room, which I still love those, and I do those, and I did those, yeah, and we'll continue to do them. I love the heat, but then they're like, yeah, any questions? I'm like, yeah, do you have a cold plunge? And they're like, what? I'm like, like an ice bath, like cold water, not steam room. And they're like, oh, yeah. no, our bigger ship does. So, so how we, we went on the, the we went ship? on the Ruby Princess, and I think they said it's the Royal Princess has a cold plunge. Okay. So when booking a cruise, only choose the Royal, <laughs> the Royal Princess. Princess. We're not sponsored uh, by Princess, but that would be great. But that would be great. Yeah. Um, so it didn't have one on the cruise ship. I was pretty bummed, but I did get an opportunity to get in some cold water at one of the ports. That's what we'll talk about in one of the other episodes. That'll be awesome. Hashtag. Thank you for making water cold, glaciers. <laughs> um, so at-home ice baths, a couple different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. The, the poor man's way of doing it, I guess you could say, is a way that I, I have heard other people do it, where they take, um, well, first of all, buying ice is expensive. Yes. Dumping ice out of your freezer that makes ice you might think is a good idea, but the amount of ice that's in there really doesn't cool off the water. <laughs> I it's, tried it. It did not work. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I think I barely got the temperature down to like 70 degrees, and I was like, this yeah, isn't working. It's terrible. Uh, I, it's just not enough ice. Um, and buying ice gets expensive. And you might not think that when it's like, oh, well, I go to Costco and I get this 20-pound bag for two and a half bucks. Yeah. But you got to buy, you know, 
at least five or six bags of ice to put in your bathtub to get it all the way down to temp. And once it's, once it's down to temperature, it's only going to last for so long before right. you got to buy more ice. So if you, if you want to do ice baths every day, which I encourage you do as many days as possible, um, or like JP Sears says, you know, he likes to start his day off with an ice bath <laughs> and he likes to about midday do an ice bath. And then he likes to finish his day off with an ice bath. And then he tries to work in some ice baths in between, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which was a joke he did in his YouTube video, but it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to try and do, you want to try and do your ice baths as, as much as you, as much as you can. I would love to do it every single day if I could. I try and do it as much as possible. And there are some times where I do every single day for weeks on end. And then there are times where I get it once every other week and I'm not happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so buying ice isn't always the best solution. Um, there are, there are concepts or ideas that people do where they take like empty two liter bottles or apple juice jugs or milk jugs and things like that. And they'll fill those with water and freeze them. Oh. And then they just put all those in there because then they don't melt as quick. Um, it takes a little bit to get the temperature down. Um, but it does, it's, that's kind of the poor man's way of getting some cold water exposure to getting it at least below that 60 degree mark and getting something pretty creative actually. Yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, I don't know that that's the best way to do an ice bath at home though. And the question is, what's the best way? So the best way I think is what we did. Yeah. Um, and we'll say if you can afford it, if you can afford it, just right. buy a plunge. It keeps it at, I think it said it gets it to 38 degrees, which okay. is cool. Um, I think it said it drops it down to below 40 degrees. So Buy a plunge, but they are like six grand. Um, I was going to say, they're expensive. I was looking at the price. Let's see. Because they have the plunge and they have the plunge XL, which just, oh. I think it's a little bit deeper. Is there someone who wanted to? Oh, uh, yeah. It's about, yeah, about what you said. About, about six, six grand. Yeah. yeah. But it's the complete package. Like the complete package. It's a really yeah, nice it, looking it, tub. It has like a, fil a filter in it. Yep. And, it's yeah. got a UV filter. It's got a, an O2 or, or a, uh, ozone generator oh yeah i just exited out um, before i could yeah so it's, it's got everything you need like you buy it and you're set end of story um it's got a drain you can drain it pretty easy so if you can do that then do that that's probably the best way to do it yeah. um now if you don't have that kind of money like we don't have that kind of money yeah. um or if you even if you do have that kind of money and you're cheap like i would be if i had that kind of money oh yeah i'm, um, I'm very cheap so yeah <laughs> regardless we like um, on the way we did go buy a chest freezer and that's actually pretty common online when you look it up but go buy a chest freezer that's what we did um i think that's probably the best way to get your cold exposure in um and and i think i'll stop there with that answer because i think there's a couple other questions that have to do with the chest freezer ice bath yeah um i guess another one because you said, you know, take cold showers mm -hmm. here in southern Utah, maybe like Arizona or other warm places. Um, it, it works great for about eight months out of the year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it gets hot to the point where it's like the shower is more lukewarm. Yep. Um, it's, it really honestly is not cold. Yeah. So would it be worth the investment to get a chest freezer, even though you have those months that, you know, the showers are cold but for most of the year like here it's not that it's not that cold right so okay that's a good question so yes i think it's worth the investment because i, I say take cold showers if you can't get to an ice bath because it's better than nothing yeah and it's a good introduction it saves on your heating bill it does yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to pay for for win-win the water coming out of the water heater um and Yes, it's worth the investment. Uh, just plain and simple. Yes, it is. Because the benefits from an ice bath are so vastly different than a cold shower. Like a cold shower is water hitting you and trickling down. You know, you can't really engulf yourself into the water. It's, it's not the same. I mean, yeah. there's you can't tell me. Nobody out there can tell me that 
taking a cold shower, even if you live somewhere very cold with very cold water for showers, yeah. it is not the same effect as getting in to cold water. Well, well, yeah, I know. My family lives up in, or excuse me, my in-laws live up in um, Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And their water is always cold every time I do it, like freezing yeah. cold. But it doesn't cover my entire body. Obviously, cold, yeah. it does the benefits, but it, it's definitely, it's different. Right. And it's a good solution if you're out of town, you know, and yeah. you don't oh, have yeah. an ice bath. Um, because, you know, but but if you had a choice between cold shower and cold plunge, which which one would you do? Oh, easy. The, the plunge. Easy. Like, all day. Yep. Like, that's the answer. Um just very, very different, very different benefits, very different feelings, um, and you get more, you, you get more of that mindfulness aspect when you're sitting in the cold water and just yeah. really surrendering to the cold, sitting there. You know, it's yeah. very different. So definitely worth the investment. Um, doesn't matter how cold your water. You, even if your water, your shower water is cold, twelve months out of the year. A cold plunge is worth the investment. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very different. Well, not very different. It's different. Yeah. Um, here's a question. It says, I've seen quite a few pictures and videos of people doing ice baths uh, with chest freezers, and they all seem to be outside. Can you put one inside the house or apartment, and what would be the advantage to being either outside or inside? Um, the pros and cons, I guess. So let's Man, let's go with the obvious. Um, outside's just easier. You don't have to be as delicate with the water, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you get in and out of it, yeah. and it makes a mess. I get, and and if you have like multiple stories, and you're like, oh well, we need it upstairs or downstairs. Like, oh yeah, that's that's yeah, a yeah hall. So. so yeah, whether it's house or apartment, um, if you're wanting to put it inside, you would need to make sure that structurally, I mean, water's heavy. Oh, yeah. And depending on the size of your ice bath that you're going to get, your chest freezer ice bath or plunge, whatever it is, you got to make sure that it is structurally capable of holding that much weight because <laughs> right. it's, it's water's heavy so, and then you're getting inside of it. So mostly for convenience outside. Yeah, definitely convenience. Um, you know, if you want to put it inside, put it in a shed. You know, yeah. an outside shed. You put it in your garage. I've seen a lot of people with it in their garage. Yeah. If you've got enough garage space and you're not going to make a mess. But, I mean, getting out of – it's not like a bathtub where you drain the water and you stand there while you're kind of wiping yourself <laughs> off. Yeah. You know, nobody just – man, I, I don't want to say nobody because I'm sure there are people out there. But you don't – when you're done with a bath, and don't pretend like you don't take baths because <laughs> baths are relaxing and yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. It might not be often, but – if I had a bigger tub that I could fit in, because I'm six four, six four and a half, and two hundred and twenty six pounds as of my nutritionist appointment the other day, <laughs> um, I, I don't fit in the standard bathtub. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm like I got, I have to like lay down in it, and my legs stick out, or Curl I sit up, up and just yeah. my legs are in. <laughs> um, so it's not like you get you're done with a bath and you just kind of like slosh and just get out of the water and get your whole floor wet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the benefit of it being outside. Um, we've had ours outside for over a year now, and there's yeah. been no damage to it, like yeah, in terms of weather. Like, no. we have we have cold. We have extreme heat. It's pretty pretty reliable. I'd yeah, say. we've had tons of rain. You know, it's it's fine. Um, yeah, and, and I saw a video. Even Wim does it in a chest freezer. Yeah, his daily ice baths are in a chest freezer, just which makes, is strange you know, for I, someone I, like him. Like, I would have expected him to have, like, the Cadillac of... Right. I mean, he does have his cold nature or whatever place. Yeah, he has his little pond, waterfall thing that's cool. Um, Yeah. I mean. So, yeah, definitely, definitely outside. Um, I don't know that there's really a big pros and cons list. I think it's more pros to have it outside than it is inside for for maintenance and just ease of use. Make sure you unplug it before you get in. Yes. Just a a very... Yeah, not that anything's really going to happen, right? but for safety, water and electricity, I hear, tend to... They don't get along. Yeah, they, uh, they, there's some adverse reactions when you combine the two. I think Wim said the only shock you need is from the cold water, so... Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. I haven't heard that one. Well, yeah. Yep. Because he says, make sure you unplug it, because... Oh, yeah, the, okay. Yeah. yeah, so definitely, 
definitely outside versus in. Like I said, if you want to go inside and you have the space in a garage or a shed, do that. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Maybe with a that. covered patio. But All right. So with the chest freezer, um, I know you said you're pretty big for the standard bathtub. What about the standard chest freezer? What size should you use? Um, okay, what size should you use? This is really just just varies on on preference. Um, yeah. So I believe. Um, I remember looking at them. I looked at them online first, and I was like, "There's no way to gauge this size." And I, I went to Home Depot, and I had to wait for people not to be around, and <laughs> for the Home Depot employees not to be around because I climbed into a couple of them. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, like, oh, I thought a the nice f- chest. <laughs> yeah, like, Sir, can I help you? Be like, no, I just got to figure out which one I need. Yeah. And this is how I do it. Uh, um. Uh, but well funny enough we ended up buying ours like hiding bodies yeah (laughs) like gosh man i just got to preserve a body of my size at least they're just like Um, uh, yeah yeah and you know like i don't really want to cut it up i need it to fit in full size (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, we'll kind of go to side note funny story when i went to go when i went to go pick out and buy our chest freezer i told the lady you know, I was looking for a chest freezer, and she's like, well, we have these great stand-up ones. I'm like, no, it can't be a stand-up. And I, and she's like, oh, okay. And she's like, well, I was like, it, it has nothing to do with space, like, in terms of how much space it's going to take up where it will be sitting. Yeah. And I kind of stopped, and she's like, what are you using it for? I was like, well, I okay, this might sound weird. And she pops off with, are you doing an ice bath? I was like, oh, Oh, uh, yes. And she's like, I've heard of people doing that. That's cool. I was like, oh, oh nice. Well that <laughs> so, so there's others around But that was here. at the furniture store. That wasn't uh, at Home Depot. I was going to say, there's um, someone around here doing it then. Yeah. They're shopping. Yeah. So somebody's got it. Yeah. Um, but there's, depending on your size, like I said, I'm, I'm 6'4", almost 6'5", and I'm 220, and I, you know, 226 pounds. And... I don't think I fit inside anything smaller than like a seven cubic foot. I was kind of crammed in there. Um, so if you're doing it solo, that's probably the way to go. Um, you know, I maybe go a little bit bigger just for comfort size and know that when you sit in it, you don't have to sit with your legs straight out. You can kind of sit in like a, like a, I don't want to call it maybe fetal position, I guess, like knees yeah, up. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. almost to your chest and your hands kind of cradling your knees. Um, that's that's a good way to sit in an ice bath. It's totally fine. Um, yeah. Ours that we got. I was going to ask, how, how big is the one that, that we use? Because you can fit me, me and you in me there. Me and you, yeah. We both get in there. Pretty and ours, I looked it up before this, ours is 24.8 cubic feet, Ooh. which is a very large chest freezer. Um, now... We both, I did it intentionally because I said, okay, I can fit in this one, but I want to do this. It's, it's more fun with other people. Yeah. I was right? going to say, I think it worked out as well with like Lacey and Jen. Cause I think Jen yeah. said she kind of support each other. Yeah. They, she needs like the support while in there. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm that size. How big are you? Uh, I'm about 5'11". Okay. So you I know. round up from five ten and a half. <laughs> there you go. Football <laughs> roster six one. Yep. Um and Kean, Kean's six six. Yeah, I think so. An inch or two taller than me, so he's six five, six six. So I mean two grown adults can sit in our chest freezer. Yep. Grown grown men sit in the chest freezer and it's comfortable. Totally fine. Um so if you want to do it with people, get one that size. Ours was I think I found a deal, it was like seven hundred and fifty bucks. So it's it's cheap. I mean, you think about yeah. the plunge, which is a one-person one, right. six grand. For six grand. And it, granted, it comes with all the stuff, so you'd have to buy more stuff to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. But for 750 bucks, or if you just round up to 800 for 800 bucks, you get a two-person ice bath. Right. You know, so if you're doing solo, if you don't have people who are going to do it with you, no big deal. There's yeah. a lot of people who do that. I just you wanted to do big, two I yep. because I wanted to get more people into it and do it at the same time. So the smaller size... Um, probably a 10 cubic foot is going to be the comfortable size for solo. Okay. Not going to be big enough for two, but 10 is going to be a comfortable size for solo. Hoff tubbing. Nice. Um, and uh, and those are those are cheaper. Those are maybe five five to six hundred bucks. So you save a few hundred bucks if you're going solo. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's 
that's the size of chest freezer. All right. So once you get the chest freezer, if you choose to do that, what items are needed to prep it so it doesn't leak and it maintains the temperature that you want? Okay, good question. I think this is all going to lead towards a YouTube video. Um, okay. I want to show our chest freezer so people can actually see it with somebody standing next to it in scale. We can show the stuff that we did to prep it. Yeah. And then uh, and then I think um, I think the last question I'm going to I'm going to peek here. Is it? Yeah. Read that last question. We'll do them both. Okay. Last question is what is excuse me. What is cleaning and maintenance like for your Hoff tub? Okay. Perfect. So first question is prep to get it ready to use as an ice bath, right? Cuz yep. you can't just you can't just buy it and fill it up with water and you're good to go cuz it's not meant to hold water. It's meant to freeze things and right. keep things really cold. Um like foods and whatnot. So or bodies. I don't know what you're doing out there, people. Yeah. <laughs> um probably don't do that though. Probably don't do the water. You don't condone that. Um <laughs> so chest freezers needed, obviously. Um find a space, uh get an outlet there. Um extension cord works, things like that. Mm. Um, so you need power to it, nothing extreme, just a normal outlet. And um, so first thing you need to do is get some 100% silicone sealant. Um, it's got to be 100% silicone. People will say, go use Flex Seal. I was going to use Flex Seal, but one, it's more expensive. Oh. And two, I was actually reading on the back of flex seal, like the warnings and all that. And like the best way to use it. Yeah. And it actually says, do not continually submerge. So at least the ones I was, I was looking, maybe they've come out with something since, Mm -hmm. but you're actually not supposed to have flex seal continually submerged in water. So putting it on the inside of an ice bath is that it wouldn't be good. So eventually it would, it would wear off and leak. And, not that silicone will never do that, but that's, I mean, right. that's what it's intended for. So go to Home Depot, get online. You want 100% silicone waterproof sealant. Yeah, and I think this would make like a great YouTube video as well. With yeah. Just starting that. We, yeah. We need to empty out our ice bath. We do. And, and maybe we can show you what we did and then yeah. set it up and do all so that. So we can show the cleaning. We can show the cleaning aspect of it because that's yeah. what we need to do. We need to empty it and clean it. Yep. Um. Yeah, and then show show where we siliconed off. Basically, you just want to silicone and make sure you get a good bead of that on every little crack and corner that you see in there. Yeah. Um, and then you have to follow those directions. Don't rush it. I wanted to rush it so bad. <laughs> Let it completely cure for the 24, 48 hours before you put water in it. Right. Also, you want to make sure that you fill up the drain. There's always a drain plug in these chest freezers so that if it melts or anything like that, you have a way to drain the water out. That that plug isn't meant to be super, like, completely watertight because, again, it's not, meant, it's, not, it's not meant to be filled with water. Right. So that plug isn't sitting super, I don't know, like sealed up. T- yeah. So you got to fill that with sealant or somehow utilize it to put, you know, a filter or a cap if that's how you want to drain it. I wish yeah. I would have figured something out like that for ours. Um, but I didn't. I just globbed a whole bunch of sealant in there and put the cap back on and yeah. And away we went. Um so sealant and I I would say the next thing is uh, a temperature controller so that it's easy to maintain a temperature and you don't have to continually unplug it and plug it back in. Because if you just plug in a chest freezer with water in it, it's just going to continually run. Chest freezers just continually run yeah. and main, they're just cold. They're pushing cold temperature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want that with the water because eventually it will just freeze it into a block of ice. A giant block and then you have to wait. To yeah. yeah. Um, so what we did is we bought on Amazon... Um, we bought what was called the Inkbird Digital Temperature Controller. There's two versions. There's one that's not Wi-Fi, and there one, there's one that is Wi-Fi. I chose the Wi-Fi one because it was 10 bucks more, and I wanted to be able to look at the temperature of our ice bath at a moment's notice. Yeah. It has its own app. It's pretty cool. Um, some of you might be familiar with it from, like, ecosystems for a pet. Uh, basically, you plug this temperature controller into the outlet, 
the chest freezer plugs into the temperature controller because the temperature controller has an outlet and actually has a little power strip. One is heating, one is cooling. So you plug it into the cooling. Right. And then it has a temperature probe that just goes into the ice bath. Um, and you don't have to like drill a hole or anything. Like I just ran the little cord through where the ice bath closes the lid of it yeah. or the chest freezer, just through the lid of the chest freezer on the side. And it just kind of dangles in the water. So then you take your, it's, and then it's just like a, like a thermostat at your house. You set the temperature yeah. you want. And then when it rises to uh, above where you want it to be kept at, then it kicks power onto that chest freezer and the chest freezer runs until it reaches temperature and then it kills power to the chest freezer. So one, you're not freezing yeah. it to a block of ice. Saves you money. And, yep, saving you money because it's not you running. Your, your budget side. Yeah. The alternative to the plunge. Yeah, it's not running 24-7. So um, silicone's going to cost you, you know, 10 bucks. Chest freezer, if you buy the large one like we did, it was 800 bucks. So, you know, you're $810 in. The the Inkbird digital temperature controller, uh, I believe, was 45 no more than 50 bucks. And that's for the Wi-Fi one. The non-Wi-Fi one's 10 to 15 bucks cheaper. So let's round up to 50 just for kicks. Um, so that puts you at $860. And then you grab a hose and you fill it up and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, anything beyond that is just kind of bells and whistles that'll help. Like uh, in, in uh, what's it, an ozone generator kind of helps keep the bacteria and things out. It'll help keep your water cleaner for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, those run anywhere from 50 to a hundred bucks and on up. Um, the, they have some that you just set a timer on it. It'll run for a couple hours every day, or you can tell it to run for six hours every day, or you can tell it to run for an hour every day type of thing. Um, and that'll just kind of help just pump some ozone, some good things into your water. And it keeps it keeps it a little clean for a little bit longer. So you don't have to do as much cleaning. I bought the wrong ozone generator. Oh. <laughs> I bought one where once you turn it on, you then have to twist it like a kitchen timer, um, oh. which is not what I wanted. I wanted the one that has the time on it, and it says, I'm going to run for one hour every day at midnight type of thing. Oh, gotcha. That's the one you want, so pop for a little bit more money to get that one and don't waste money like I did. <laughs> um, we'll get one of those eventually. But that's all we have. I don't e We don't even have that O2 generator um, running right now. So. Yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, that's all you really need. The temperature sensor is worth it or temperature controller is worth it to, to save you money and make sure that it doesn't freeze over, that you don't forget about it, that you don't forget to plug it back in and then it gets right. warm, you know? Um, so there's that cleaning and maintenance. Um, that is, I don't know. I mean, we have, we have a submersible pump that we can just stick in there. We plug it in. There's a hose attached to it and it just pumps all the water out. Yeah. Um, that's the quickest and easiest way to do it. If you don't want to buy a submersible pump, like I said, figure out a way to seal that drain without dumping silicone into it. And then you can just pull that plug and let it drain out. So that's the other benefit of it being outside. It's a little easier to clean. Yeah. Um, but we clean it maybe once a month is all. Um, Sometimes more if we have a lot of people getting in. Right. Because it gets a little hazy. <laughs> um, and then it's, oh, something else to buy too, just that I found that helped a little bit is I got one of those non-slip, you know, our blue mat. Oh, that's right. At the bottom. Yeah. Get a little non-slip so bath mat. So you sit down and kind of put your knees to your chest, you don't, you don't slide. slide. You keep yeah. like slipping further and further <laughs> down into the water and into the center. So a little non-slip bath mat. Another thing I saw somebody do online, which I, I thought would actually be a cool idea, um, people were using pond armor. I don't, what is that? So it's like a, it's like if you have a pond, like in your landscaping, mm -hmm. they, they roll this like, it's like a liquidy rubber thing, I think. Yeah. They roll it everywhere. So it just seals the whole thing oh. and you can get them in different colors. So I thought it'd be cool to get like a blue or That'd be something. Cool. Um, so you can use pond armor. It's a little more expensive. You can buy it in like like a paint, like those gallons of paint. Oh, gotcha. Um, so that's something. I haven't tried it, though, so I can't uh, really attest to how well it works. But the the one that I saw, I, I actually messaged the guy, DM the guy, and he's like, yep, pond armor. 
it's the way to go. I'm like, oh, cool. Sweet. He did say he siliconed at first just to be double safe, though. Oh, like, okay. siliconed all the sides. Yeah. Um, but cleaning and maintenance is pretty easy. You just you drain the water however you're going to drain the water and, and wipe it down, clean it out, and fill it back up and turn it on and let it cool down. Um, if you want a speedy, a speedy way to cool it back down, then that's when you can go buy ice once a month when you yeah. clean it and just dump six bags of ice into it, six to eight bags of ice into it, and it cools it right off, and you can get right back in without having to wait a couple of days for it to cool down. Yeah. Because it will take one to two days. Um, yeah, it, it takes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get really crazy, like I hope to one day is I want to drill some holes and, uh, add a nice little filtration system to it. So we just don't have to clean it very often at all. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just a UV sterilizer, I think would work. Yeah. Um, somehow pump it into the pool system. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so another benefit of keeping it outside, just cleaning and maintenance. Cause if you're inside, uh, and you have to drain the water and clean it. You're oh, going to have yeah. to use like the old school suction trick where you stick a hose in it and then you run that hose to like your bathtub or a drain somewhere and you got to suck on it until that suction goes. And you got to make sure that your drain point is lower than the tub. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't have right. the gravity, the suction that it won't drain it all the way. Yeah, I would just get it outside. Just put it outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. I think we just need to make a YouTube video on this. I think that turned into a good YouTube segment. Yeah. Um, I think and, and really show it. Then people can see it. Yeah. They can see that's us. That's a good they way can to see, see the process. Yeah. It'll be nice. That's what we'll do. We'll do that the next week or two before I lose an arm. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in another episode, getting surgery. Um, not actually losing an arm. <coughs> um, anything else? Got any more questions? We'll uh, wrap up this Q&A for ice baths. That was a longer episode than no. I thought. I don't think so. I think the other questions I get are just about breathing, which we'll do another time. So Okay. Great. Um, as always, you know, find us on social media. Once we get it up and running, Cold Addicts, email us at coldaddicts at gmail.com. Uh, like, subscribe, tell your friends, share. We've got a lot of cool people lined up ready to come on. Oh, yeah. And a lot of other things other than our typical first view of just here's your 30-day challenge. We've got some good, some good things to help us help us expand our knowledge. Yeah. of breath work and cold exposure and then share that with you guys too it's gonna be awesome yeah really excited okay with that until next time stay chill <laughs>